G'day everyone. Proud to say Bar Karate is brought to you by Radix Nutrition, makers of the most technically comprehensive nutrition products that have ever existed. Unlock your potential with Radix. G'day listeners, welcome to Bar Karate, the sailing podcast. My name's Jordan Spencer and it's that time of the week where we get to hang out with some really cool sailors, but of course I have to share the microphone with my two idiot mates. First off, Mr Brett Perry. Greetings, exalted one. BP. Yeah, g'day all. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I've just woken up. <laughs> um, dynamic, BP dynamic. Very, very, very uh, Kiwi theme going on. It's good to be getting back over to that part of the world this, this episode. Is that why you're wearing a black shirt? Yeah. Okay. Exactly why. <laughs> Kiwi tuxedo. Yep. <laughs> just getting my bag ta- bags packed. Cool. Hang on. Let's bring in the other guy. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. Mr. Nick Boss. Top of the agents. Um, yeah. yeah, BP, you've just woken up. Jordan, you're still on Abu, Abu Dubai time. So <laughs> you've had about half an hour's sleep. Yeah. You Don't like should be a barrel of laughs this episode. <laughs> it's all right. We'll do the usual and let you carry us. The fish behind the fish behind you, they're well awake. Oh, they're bloody BP. starving. No, hey? they've seen they've seen dad come out and they just they're ready to go. They're, yeah, they're ready for, to rock. They're waiting yeah. for the food to come in. Mm. Yeah. Was that little baby sunfish there, BP? You you loading up for next year. No, yeah. he's breeding them. <laughs> Gee <laughs> BP is breeding sunfish. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we see an orca in that aquarium soon. Oh, oh. yeah, no, there's there's definitely an orca on the way. Wow! Or is that in your is that in your uh, northern hemisphere um, residence? You no, breed no. the orcas up there in Portugal, just drop them off. Why do you think I for, move for next Gibraltar? To Why do you think I'd move next to the water? I've got a little farm out the front. <laughs> Love it. Mm. Mm. Oh, good. Well, Rightio. Let's get into this, boys. Um, let's do it. I guess this week, listeners, is uh, uh, a friend of ours, friend of the show. Um, we have a lot of time for this lass. She is one of the people that sort of put her heart and soul into our sport. And as part of that little side hustle, she basically recreated the model that we've used. You know, just work your ass off and do do something on the side for years and years and years until you, it builds into something major. And, and something major it is, um, there's a website called Live, Sail, Die, which I think most of you would know. And if you don't know, jump onto it. It's a, a sailing-focused website that talks about all the different things that are going on. And it's run by um, Sue Ellen Hurling, who is our guest today on Bar Karate. Sue Ellen, how are you? G'day, or should I say Cura? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, is it Kiwi Sue Ellen or Aussie Sue Ellen? Well, I don't know. De- what depends depends, depends where you are. Depends where you are. <laughs> well, right now I'm sitting at Napier Sailing Club, so I should probably wear the Kiwi hat. But, yeah, don't judge me too much. Hmm. Well, oh, we never do that on this show. No. At all. Never. No judgment. No. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> First off, congratulations. Like, I mean, as I said at the start, you just, I think it was about was it 2005 or something where you started um, and you actually just, yeah. I remember seeing your little Liz Sale die stickers in Brisbane boats, you know, like you'd see it, them start to pop up and then, you know, it's taken you, it's taken a while, you know, this is nearly 20 years of working 
in sound? It's taken me, well, so I registered the website on the 22nd of November 2005 when I was sitting in the sailing office at the Royal Queensland Yacht Squadron. Mm. When did you get your live sail die tattoo? <laughs> oh, well, actually, funny you should mention that. <laughs> I was so close to getting it, but my father oh. would be furious that I have a tattoo already. I'd probably oh. break his heart if I got another one, but I'm keen as to get one, especially the new logo. The old logo was a bit crap, so the new oh, logo. Oh, that'd be disappointing, wouldn't it? <laughs> you get get the tattoo, just finally get it all done, and then, oh, the art department has come up with a new logo. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a peony terror, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, imagine ours would be off-centre. <laughs> in the middle of your back, BP, and it's like half a egg, your torso. There you go, Scott Patton. That's our goal, so, to get a tattoo that's off-centre. Uh, so, Swellen, um, what what made you start? Like, obviously, when you mentioned RQ there, so you've, you're doing a lot of work um, in that administration sort of elements, you know, um, organising regattas, doing sailing master at RQ. And what was it? It was just... Were you always a passionate sailor or was it at just at that time? Yeah, well, I grew up sailing. Mum and Dad were actually sailing together in a Hobie 16 when Mum was pregnant with me, so I kind of had no choice. Yeah. It was that either. was a good finish to that, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that could have gone somewhere else. They weren't my Mum and Dad till they went sailing a Hobie 16. <laughs> when they hit the shore, that's a different story. <laughs> so, yeah, Mum and Dad were sailing together and um, so, yeah, it's basically it's been – it was sailing or become a butcher like my father, so I thought I'd pick up sailing instead. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Dad built me my first boat when I was three years old and, um, so yeah, launched it in the family pool in Grafton, as I said uh, a little oh. bit earlier. Andrew Landenberger was my next-door neighbour, and so I was kind of inspired by him. He was a bit of a legend. And, um, yeah, so I moved up to Brisbane when I was 19 and uh, then you know, went through a few years of what the hell am I going to do with my life? I want to be involved in sailing somehow, but I know I'm not quite good enough to make it <laughs> as an actual sailor. So um, ended up working at Royal Queensland Yacht Squadron, running all their sailing. And I noticed when I was there, it's like, this is great. We've got all these really cool regattas, but how do we actually get more people to go to them? You know, look, so we need some photos. We need some writing. Mm. And I got told by the club, well, there's no budget for that. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just do it myself. Wow, and just, yeah. just did that, and that was it. So, if you if you were born in Grafton, which mm-hmm. is um, any any good Aussie knows, as you're driving between Queensland, and Sydney, your, uh, Brisbane, and Sydney, your first stop for Maccas at lunchtime is Grafton, amongst other things. Uh, but where did you start? Was that uh, what? What Clarence been? River Sailing Club? Clarence, what? Fa- that's a fantastic little club. Oh. That's, it's so good. It's yeah. the like. It's just brilliant. It's your proper local small town community sailing shed. It's exactly <laughs> what it is, and and surrounded by this beautiful grass here. You pull up in your car. You could rig up. You could put a thousand boats there and rig up on that lawn, and yep. and you just you know what? Well, you just don't even you take your camper and you sleep there as well. It's like your full classic country sailing. It's venue. It's a cracker. Yeah, I and mean, it was even better after the floods because you used to actually share the race course with snakes and dead yep. cows and stuff. Yep. So, you know. and, and you learned the, how to avoid obstacles. The other thing about the old Claret Sailing Club is the courses are quite different. <laughs> <laughs> There's one course, up the river, down the river, yeah, or but around the <laughs> Do you go starboard on this mark and then port on that one and then you crisscross here? And it's, it is, it's a great it's club. It's like, like a Scarletric 
race. Yeah, it's exactly what Go it is. Go over the top around <laughs> a couple of figure eights. <laughs> Port starboard. Around the inclinated corners. <laughs> remember once we did a regatta and um i actually lived on the river so it was quite it was quite cool and the race actually took us up past my house up to the next island which was elizabeth or susan or elizabeth anyway one of the ladies islands and i needed to go to the bathroom <laughs> I, I, just, I just pulled up onto the beach at my house right up the road went to the bathroom went back down jumped on and kept racing still, did you still win the race Oh, let's say yes, because no one will. <laughs> no one can well, were you one of those, or were you one of those hippie chicks that goes out there and you know we're hanging out with dolphins and you know? Well, there's no not, dolphins not many in the in there. River. <laughs> hanging out, out with the bull sharks, a brown bull sharks, snake, yeah. <laughs> brown snakes, bull brown sharks, and bull sharks is and what dead, we hang and out. dead horses, <laughs> uh, um, and stingerfish, and stingerfish, yeah. Um, all right, so you're in Brisbane and, and you start just so with the photography and the writing. Were you into photography and any of that before? That was a passion for you? Yeah, I'd always been into photography and writing and I was writing a column for uh, the Winner Manly Herald, oh, yeah. uh, just like a little local rag. It was called the Nautical Mile, <laughs> such a cliche, and uh, <laughs> and just used to write about what was, was happening. About, was it about sailing? Uh, a little bit, just a touch. And um, so I used to write a weekly column for them and just talk about what sailing was happening on Moreton Bay, uh, which was pretty cool. So it sort yeah. of created a little bit more promotion for the club. I've always sort of been into like promoting as well. Um, you know, I think you, your dad always said to me, you can't sell a secret, so talk about what you love. Ooh, and nice. um, Dad's on it, isn't he? <laughs> wow. uh, he's kind of he's he's kind of onto that stuff. Yeah. Actually, we're going wrong. He's currently in Adelaide. Oh, oh, oh love, 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 laser love sailing, Ilka, Ilka passion. Yeah. Yeah. Actually your, sailing or? He is your Australian and Oceania Ilka class president. There mm. we go. Mm. Mm. The, world just gets, the world just keeps clamping in on us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually uh, he's actually parked his truck, his big Nissan Patrol, right in the middle of the rigging lawn with the big Live Sail Dial logo down the side. Oh, nice. Yeah, good. Rightio. Mm. Right. The down I've under sailing mi- guys are loving that. Well, I've got a mission next to the Land Rover with Bark Radio all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and there will be Harry's shitty little Subaru with down under sailing. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's a Subaru, mate. <laughs> no, it's a Subaru. I no, have no. We're in Adelaide. We're in Adelaide, mate. She's a no. Subaru. It's a it's Subaru. A Subaru. <laughs> Just ask the Kiwis. It's Subaru. <laughs> uh, the amount of. The amount of uh, discussions I've had with Kiwis about the names of that, no, yeah. Subaru. Oh, it took me forever to work out what they were talking about when they were talking about the, the mighty Subi. By the sometimes way, Harry, it's not a shitty Subaru. It's a, sometimes yeah. it takes me forever to understand Kiwis still, but that's okay. It's another yeah, story. Well, we'll get onto that in a minute. Okay, so we're, we're writing for the Wynnum Manly, which is, you know, um, for those overseas, it's where the Royal Queensland Yacht Squadron's based. Um, that's the suburbs. Uh, so, yeah. And then it was actually a guy that you'll all know, Adrian Fingless. We should yeah. actually put his name here. He um, he was like, hey, I need some photos of the 505 guys for some training. Do you want to come out? And I sort of was like, yeah, I can do this. Sure. No oh. worries. Fake <laughs> yeah, it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and he actually said, he goes, oh, you, you should come to Adelaide and uh, and go to the um, to the 505 Worlds, get some photos, write some articles. So it was actually AIDS that um, kind of helped 
pushed me into, you know, this could be something else. I don't even know if he probably remembers the influence that he had, but let's not give him too much credit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, hang on. I'll I'll tell you, Sue before you get going, basically um, you're attributing to AIDS, but all I'm hearing is 505s. 505s. You know, all I'm hearing is, why the hell didn't I get a call up for the photo shoot? I was Mr. 505 back in those days, shooting off, just prouncing around town. Pretty much, yep. <laughs> hair hasn't hair hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, continue, continue, continue. Aids, yeah, so that went really well. That went really well, and I actually really enjoyed it. So you know, headed off to Adelaide, camera, laptop. Thought, what could possibly go wrong? And um, nothing. And I realised that it was actually really fun, and I really yeah. enjoyed it. Mm. And I enjoyed that more than writing notice of races and sailing instructions, which no one actually reads anyway. And oh, being a butcher, they do. They do read them seriously. But, of course, you know, what a great event to go to. First up, first up, Brighton and Seacliff Yacht Club, like the most welcoming yacht club in the world, you know, right there at uh, – and in covering Fivo. It's like it's always – it must be difficult to have – everything's been downhill since then. <laughs> oh, God. It's Radelaide after all. Radelaide, that's it, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, and and I mean, so you would have got some great photos because it is. Uh, it was a bit dark and grey that regatta from memory. Oh my god, your memory is way better than mine. But there's all this just other little, like few little programs that you can make photos look better. Oh, so yeah, yeah, of course, helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that photography experience, obviously, you knew a bit about photography though. Like you, you didn't just pull out your little Kodak and went snap, snap. Well, I actually started by stalking uh, Andrea Francolini. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I stalked Andrea. <laughs> I didn't see, stalk. See what Kitty's using, how That's he does it all. That's what yeah. I did. And yeah. uh, to, to be fair, numbers, the first few times he ignored me because he's like, you know, obviously Mr. Popular Italian Stallion photographer and um, <laughs> it's every Tom, Dick and Harry and Sue who wants to, you know, just be like him. But I was persistent and to this day we're now great friends. So. Okay. Well, good on you, Andrea. Yeah, it's the longevity cool. of it, isn't it? Yeah, it cool. really is. Not really just is. another flash in the pan, are you? Well, I, I, 18 years down the track, I'd like no. to think that I've, uh, I've come of age. You've done mm. a lot of work. Um, um, there's, I guess there's a couple of milestones for Live, Sail, Die that we sort of need to mention. One is um, the, where you got to the stage to go full-time, which I think was only 2018, was it? Oh my gosh, you've done your research. <laughs> it was 2018. It was. Don't, and- don't worry, it's not just you doing the stalking, Sue Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky there's. And a it's not Bicey and I. <laughs> uh, look, believe it or not, this is this is not a, a start of a really bad joke, but it was the first of April. Wow. 2018. I love it. After 12 o'clock. Must have been after 12 o'clock, yeah. surely. Before 12, just <gasps> to mix things up. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, 1st of April 2018, and uh, I'll tell you what, it was a bit of a shock to the system to go from, you know, so I did eight years at Royal uh, Queensland Yacht Squadron, and then I started, the reason I ended up in New Zealand was because of Royal Akarana Yacht Club, and so it was pretty stressful to leave, like, you know, a mm. regular salary, income, you know, car, phone, computer, salary, but yeah, sure, let's just go on our own and just see what wow. happens. Wow, that's was it given it, it was April the first where you're like, Am I actually just fooling myself? Yeah. Oh, honestly. <laughs> I still to this day I'm like, is this actually a thing? Is this real? 
down the airport. Why is that girl hitting herself in the arm saying oh. a pinch and a punch in the first but, day of the month? Pinch and a punch in the first day of the month. <laughs> so you moved to you moved to New Zealand in uh, yeah. 2011. Uh, so that was for actual work. October 2011, uh, you left on uh, flight, uh, Qantas flight. <laughs> <laughs> UF141. <laughs> if you can tell me the date I moved here, I would, I would, I'd be pretty impressed. Uh, October 6th, it was my birthday. 25th of October. Uh, I just had oh. the <laughs> I did. I actually, it, it's, a kind of a, it's a weird story how I ended up in New Zealand because, I mean, to be fair, how many Aussies actually say, I'm going to pack up and move to New Zealand? None. Yeah. Couple over here. There's so There's many jokes. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> There's a couple over here. Yeah, no. But no. I was actually in Numea. Uh, working for Royal Queensland, um, flew to Numea, and the Vice Commodore of the Royal Akarana has also flown in. So that was our race where we were like, like, let's get a Brisbane to Numea, Auckland, Numea, meet in the beautiful New Caledonia, and let's make a really cool race out of it. So I was over there with Tony Love. I'm sure you guys have probably heard mm-hmm, his name mm-hmm. in the place. And, um, and then so I met the Vice Commodore of Royal Akarana. We... Uh, Worked on the race. We got it all together, all happening, hunky-dory. I flew home, uh, changed bags, and then took myself to America for a six-week holiday because I was told by Royal Queensland, you have a year's worth of holiday and you need to start taking it. So <laughs> I like, packed up and went on a break. Wow. Whilst I was – I was actually – I think I was in Chicago and I got a phone call from a New Zealand phone number and I'm like, hmm, this is a bit dodgy, decline. Um, <laughs> yeah. Got another call back. (laughs) (laughs) Got a call back, and and it was um, the there was it was the Commodore who basically said, "Oh, look, we'd like to have a chat with you about coming over to New Zealand to do what you've done for Royal Queensland and come and help us, and you know, relaunch the club and get sailing going again uh, to like how it was in its heyday." To be fair, I I originally actually said no. I'm like, I'm actually on a pretty good. I'm I'm really liking Royal Queensland, and come on, Royal Queensland Yacht Squadron is. Pretty not bad, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, so it would have it took a lot for me to actually have that conversation, but then when I finally did, and I went to Auckland, I met the team, and I saw the shed that was the yacht club. But I saw their vision of what mm. they had to create for the future, which is now the Hyundai Marine Sports Center, home of the Royal Akarana Yacht Club, in this <laughs> amazing facility on the waterfront. Yeah. right in front yeah. of course C for the 36 yeah. America's Cup. Like it was right there. Yeah. So Cameron Dunn and I were upstairs commentating the racing. Instead of looking at the screen, we just looked out the window and it was honestly, it was amazing. So I saw the vision of the club and I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a yacht club girl as well. I like, you know, yacht clubs are actually the reason that any of us actually get to go sailing. So I think it's really important to look after your yacht club and do a really good job for your yacht club. Mm. And yes, I just went, all right, let's give this a go. Thought I'd give it a a six months to a year. And uh, this year I'll be here 13 years. Just on the Akarana a little bit, because I remember. Say that again. Say that again. (laughs) Akarana. (laughs) Akarana. Akarana. There we go. Akarana. Actually, I had to be fair. I don't even think I say it properly. Well, actually, I need to be a bit more Kiwi myself, given my role (laughs) and position. But in saying that. It was Are pretty lost. Moved to Kiwi to work. There? Oh, <laughs> kind of for about you know a week a month. <laughs> All right, continue. But, um, I, I want to hear you the, say I'm going to go down to Akarana with my Subaru. The um, <laughs> it was pretty lofty ambitions 
the yacht club development or redevelopment. I remember being around that same sort of time, 2010, I think it was, to yeah. see what the plans were for down there. And then you turn up a couple of, couple of years later and there it is. It is actually the dream. The people that made it happen, honestly, they they deserve every accolade they can possibly get because having a facility like that literally on the water. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw the 49er and NACRA 17 Worlds there Mm -hmm. in uh, late 2019, early 2020. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was amazing. The setup, the facilities, and the building wasn't even finished then. But, you know, they made it happen and uh, got the event off the ground. And then unfortunately, what? two and a half months later, had to close the doors of this brand new unfinished building because of COVID lockdowns. So, yeah. What was COVID? I forgot about that. That was that thing that happened a little while ago. (laughs) Changed everyone's lives, that one. Turn turn of the 19th century or something. Yeah, but, I mean, um, through all that, you know, Luz Aldoa continued to grow. Um, And now I think you're doing Australia, doing New Zealand, you're you're into the UK. So it is really turning into quite a major... uh, a brand why did you why is it like you know we talk about the love for sailing like uh, what's your what's your sailing is your drug is it is that that's your Uh, lsd live sail die (laughs) lsd sailing is my drug that's it um it's just pretty colors when you do it that's that's the difference you know like you've got all the mushrooms lollipops rainbows and a good breeze (laughs) that's it lucy in the sky so so from the motivation, from your perspective, is it just more people sailing? Is it you wanted to share the love of the sport, or I think one of the things is like I remember back when I was a kid growing up, and you were lucky to get a photo every six months of you mm. sailing, mm. <clears throat> and it was kind of like a big deal to actually have a photo of you sailing. And I think one of the things that keeps me coming back to this is that I get to go to all of these amazing youth regattas and see the next generation come through and create these memories for these kids that in 20 years time when they're campaigning for an Olympics, you know, they'll look back and go, wow, I did the P-class Tanner Cup or Tauranga Cup. I did the Starling Nationals. Oh, I did that regatta down at Murray's Bay and, excuse me, sorry. And I think, yeah, sorry, cut that. Uh, For me. (laughs) Too much work. For me, it's just it's being able to create those memories for the next generation and, you know, and to show the world that it doesn't matter what you sail, you can make your best life friends on the rigging lawn. You know, and a perfect example is that, you know, I'm actually not friends with anyone I went to school with because we had nothing in common, um, but I'm still friends with, you know, the, the kids that I grew up with sailing <clears throat> in the Manly Junior and the Flying Eleven. And I'll, I'll do a little shout out to Nath Wilmot. You know, he and I have been mates since we were kids. And, you know, you don't see each other very often. You don't run into each other very often. But when you're in the same city, you make an effort to see each other and it's like mm. no time has passed. Mm. So I think it's just, it's the friendships. I know that kind yeah. of sounds a little corny, but. No, that's no, we're going on about it all the time. Well, that's not great. really, because reality is that's how our friendships started, basically on the water mm-hmm. or on the lawn. Basically, so um, yeah, we get that one hundred percent. And I yeah. guess you can just going on that a little bit. You probably see that now. You see these kids come through, and they're the, the relationships that they've had, and they go off sail different classes. They come back together. They yeah. see each other again. It's and in NZ, there's no better place for that. I wouldn't imagine. 
Well, I guess one of the things is we're like when I moved over here, <clears throat> I met this. I was at Royal, when I was at Royal Akarana, I met these kids that were going through the Learn to Sail program. You know, and they're eight, nine years old, and they, I remember there was these three kids in particular, uh, and. And I remember saying to them, I'm like, oh, well, guys, if I'm still here in 10 years' time, you'd be buying me a beer at the bar. <laughs> and you know what? Those three kids are, and they're now sailing 18-foot skiffs. Okay. And it's just, it's like, wow, you know, back when you were learning how to sail your Opti and look at this 10 years later, I'm now helping you guys get into the 18-foot skiffs and get to the JJs. So I think it's it's quite special. I don't have kids of my own. So for me, I put all of that in, all of that energy that I would have if I had kids into helping the next generation. And I, that's the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning. Love it. Mm. Love it. Yeah. So with the move, can before we get into the in-depth of a few things, but with the move, are you noticing much difference between Australia and what happened, how, what sailing's like in Australia versus New Zealand? What sailing's like in New Zealand? New, New Zealand <laughs> has probably some of the most passionate weekend warrior sailors yeah. i think i've ever come across <laughs> yeah. when i'm when i moved over here uh obviously and it was like new and exciting <clears throat> i was sailing every single day in a different class mm. Mm. and i'm like wow i mean i spent a lot of time in sydney but again to be fair i was going through the the dinghy classes and what have you and wasn't really on the keelboat scene and i'm sure you can do that in sydney as well which you know, i know you can but in Brisbane, you can't as well. Like, you know, Brisbane, it's, you know, it was our Friday night twilight adventures uh, racing. Yep. And, um, you know, and Wednesday wags and Saturday club racing. So you could, you know, so you could sail three days a week. But moving to Auckland and it was just, you know, like I remember I landed on a, I landed on a, on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something, and I sailed the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, started the job on the Monday, and then went sailing Monday night. <laughs> it's just it. like, okay, well, all pre right. Prerequisite of the job, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah. lucky I like this sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's cool, like, you know, and, the, and they're old classes that they sell, you know, like the Stuart 34s, yeah. young 88s. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the MRXs. They're just these old classes that are so well-maintained. And, you know, there's no real pro sailors around. You know, if the pro sailors are in town, they'll jump on and have a sail. But it's all, I don't know, it's just for the love of it. And I think that's the, one of the things that I really levitated and wanted to stay in New Zealand longer because I'm like, these people are so passionate. And I realise it's a small country, so there's not much else to do but go yachting or play rugby. I've got to say, you know, um, with the Sail GP, where I do a lot of stuff with, uh, the crowd um new zealand's so much fun it is just so much fun the the because well, the, and edu educated as such well, a right? good yeah it's yeah. so easy with the crowd because they all know about sailing and they're as you say boss they are totally educated and and they're ready for a laugh um it's um it's <laughs> i must admit i was on the plane the other day going, oh, i can't wait to do new zealand it's going to be great so you know it it yeah good country I mean, it is. I can't believe you haven't moved to New Zealand, Jordan. Oh, they speak mm, perfect place. Sailing, rugby. rugby. Oh yeah, it's true. They enjoy a laugh. Oh, actually, they enjoy a laugh. So yeah, <laughs> you probably wouldn't fit in. <laughs> yeah. So what about classes? Are the differences? You know, like the things that you remember from you know growing up on the Clarence and and then 
RQ and versus that, like you mentioned a few of the starlings in the P classes and I don't know what else they got going on there. They got a few different classes. I guess the, the, the one of the big differences that I've noticed with the junior classes is in Oz, well, on the East Coast, you know, you've got your Manly Junior and your Flying Eleven, two amazing youth classes that teach you double-handed sailing from a young age and how to use the, you know, the, the front flappy sail. And in New Zealand, there's no real youth two-handed class. It's single-handed class. So you've got the P class or the OPD, of course, which is international, uh, but then the P class and the Starling, which are two local boats. And But they're single-handed. Yeah. And so it's not really until they go into the 29er are these kids then getting into the two-handed sailing or the 420. Mm. So I think that's probably the biggest difference is I reckon that Australia does have a slight advantage over that, but then, oh, gosh, Kiwis are going to listen and they're going to throw something at me. You know what? I think equally they're both great. Uh, just watch out for that jandle as it goes far. Yeah, yeah and don't trip over the chili bin as you're going past. Yeah. I caught it an esky the other day and I nearly had a thong thrown at me. <laughs> as you were going over the speed hump, not the judder bar. I was sitting on the back of V5, uh, the 52 owned by um, Brian Peterson over here on Friday for a rum race. Yeah. We and- call him Kiwi BP. <laughs> The other VP. Oh, the other VP. There's another VP, Kiwi VP. Yeah. And, and I remember I was like, oh. And VP says to me, oh, what do you want to do? And I said, well, why don't I just, you know, trim the esky? And he goes, the what? I said, oh, I'll just trim the esky. He goes, you've been in New Zealand for over 10 years now, Sue Ellen. And I'm like, sorry, I'll trim the chili bit. There's no way. Okay. There's, There's no way. Oh. It's got no roll on it. It's just know, way right? too many. I'm sewers. amazed he didn't say Sue Ellen. Well, the last Aussie we had on here, we had to kick him off because he spoke even with more of an accent, oh, which was my good self. <laughs> I think I said something very similar. Did you what do you want to do? Same answer. Yeah. Same answer. Yeah. I'll look after the beers or something like that. Yeah. Get, I'll get a beer out of the esky. No. You want it delicious out of the chili bin. Uh, oh, one of the differences that I've noticed over here is yeah. that when in, in the in the chili bin um, that the Kiwis have, a lot of craft beers. Oh, oh it's well, it, it's that way over here now, too. The craft beers are yeah. emerging pretty hard in Oz. Um, Give me very- draft any day. Yeah, but it's all those funky crew that they have on board. Of a Friday night, you yeah, know? they're pretty rad. Hipsters, <laughs> all those hipsters. <laughs> I'm, I'm not cool enough to be a regular. Wear, wearing their genos, twirling their moustaches. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody perception of kiwis is quite hilarious. Uh, oh, it's the crowd he yeah. hangs with. It's the crowd he hangs with. Um, all right. So, in terms of uh, sailing for you, is it? Uh, where the, where's the the main passion? You're still a dinghy person at heart, or yep, yep. I'm definitely. I, I mean, yeah, keelboat racing is fun, but I am all about one design racing. Yep. You know, yeah. and I know I know a lot of people sort of roll their eyes when I say this, but I really do love the Elka class. I love that it's it's not actually about the boat, but it is actually about the sailor. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm quite passionate about the class. And and I was fortunate enough to be the class photographer at the Worlds in the Hague. And you know, they're bloody athletes, hey. They are they have to sail harder and longer than any other Olympic sailing class. Only because it takes bang for buck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, hundred percent having just wandered down that Adelaide Sailing Club not long ago. 
and you take a look around, mm. it is like it's an athlete's mm. to be at the top end of the game. Like it, you see Wernie getting around, and you're like, he should be doing like the long jump or something. Like, oh, like he's I a know, right? proper athlete. But then it, you weren't the other too bad end, in your day, though, boys. So you remember, remember yeah, the, remember yeah, the lake, yeah. remember, remember up the lake, the winter. Winter championships, you yeah, 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 yeah. We don't, we won't dwell on that. But the, <laughs> but then, of course, you can get everyone else in the fleet as well, mm. and they are enjoying it as much as everyone. And I tend to mm. agree. It rejuvenated my love for the laser mm. or the Ilka class the other day. Just look, seeing the hundreds of boats down You're there, go and, and now the boats. The water, mate? <laughs> no way, mate. My days are gone. Uh, uh, so, um, the on. other advantage of that that class, of course, is accessibility. You know, and that's mm. why World Sailing, you know, they, they were looking at replacing it for the Olympics. But in terms of accessibility, it, mm. it offers everything um, for all the, the world nation, uh, you know, sailing uh, uh, management, I guess. Yeah, so all the – but in terms of being happy at the, the Yacht Club, you know, and smiles on the lawn, it, it, is it offering that? It, I, th- I think it is like there's a hundred boats entered at this nationals here this week, yeah, well. and you've got you've got a twelve year old on the same race course as a like, seventy eight year old. Yeah, you know, there's not yeah. many classes that can do that, mm. and you know, seeing the the age variety and the amount of women that are in the class now, and the right. young girls in New Zealand who have jumped into the class uh, because it is affordable, mm. uh, single handed, so you don't have to deal with you know crew issues. <laughs> and you know, chuck it on the top of your car, and off you go. Mm. And so I think I think that's one of the re- like definitely one of the reasons that I love the class. Um, I only sailed it a few times myself. Oh, well, I you know I I tried to be really good back in the day, um, but just wasn't quite good enough. And but the class is one of those things. It's consistent. It's reliable, and it doesn't matter where you go in the world, you'll find someone who you'll sails. Find one. Yeah. Or you find one on a beach somewhere or whatever, and there's the kids, <laughs> local kids out playing in it. No, yeah. I, I agree. It's good. Yeah, playing it is cool. And you remember, you know, one of your best Australian sailors actually made the class really cool. Oh, yeah? Which one? Did we? I yeah. mean, the Australians have a pretty good record in that class. They do, actually. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say two guys. I'm going to say, yeah, Michael Blackburn and Tom Slingsby. You'd have yeah. to say that they really helped make the class pretty cool over there. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't me, baby. Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that regatta? Wasn't it Blackburn that sailed it across Bass Strait? Yep. Yep. Yes, correct. What a legend. What a legend. One of of Slinger's (laughs) favourite stories is, you know, like when he was world champion and Olympic champion with uh, his his wife, when they were dating, they went on uh, to, you know, a resort and they had lasers in the regatta and uh, the beach... Beach instructor was trying to give him instructions on how to sail. Yeah. <laughs> Push it away from you. Pull it towards you. The other away, mate. The other away. No, you can't oh, sail yeah. head to wind. The, the sail's flapping. You got it. Yeah. Um, but the other, the other one design class that I love, and I'm actually really stoked to be um, doing an event for them, is uh, the Etchells. Oh, here we go. What? Which event are you going to be doing with the Etchells? I'm actually going to be working for the Down Under Sail guys oh, uh, at fantastic. the World in Perth. Oh, there you go. Well, that's going to be a good regatta. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, uh, one is on part of the class are you going to look after? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's three. Did you know that? <laughs> no, okay. Controversy in the class. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's purely no. aimed at me, that one. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, so that... Uh, 
with with the actual so you're going to to West Oz to do a bit of coverage so you know all the way from New Zealand to um Ooh, that's that's almost so how, the world, how's your so Alan how's your calendar look you obviously like you say you're at the NZ Ilka Nationals now um do you just line up a bunch of events in advance in the meantime obviously keep the website running you just on the road constantly constantly uh, i was actually just flicked over to my calendar there um so yeah so this weekend so i drive back it's a five hour five and a bit hour drive from napier back to auckland so i'll leave at 5 30 tomorrow morning get back up roll straight into the yacht club at akarana and then go out with graham catley uh, and follow the 18 foot skiffs around for the last two days mm-hmm. of their nationals uh then next week uh, on auckland anniversary day doing the photography for auckland anniversary day regatta yep. which probably sees about a thousand boats yeah. on the harbor it's massive yeah. mm-hmm. and then uh two days later jump on a plane and fly down to littleton uh for the zephyr nationals yes. the yeah. zephyrs are another i need to mention them they're a Bloody cool Kiwi class, one design class. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Happening. All happening in the land. What, and what then um, off to Perth, Europe, does that all come into it? Yeah, Where? I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll end up in Europe this year. We're just uh, working out some of our plans around the cup. Uh, we'll probably do something similar to what we did when the cup was in Auckland here last time. Uh, with uh, we're well, hopefully going to get Cam Dunn back on board. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So no, good team that one. That so was the, that was actually really good. Yeah. So obviously all the dinghy stuff you're talking about. So you started to go into the cup. Where do you stand on sort of the offshore stuff? Like um, obviously we we crap on about uh, the round, you know, the Volvo, and we crap on about the Amoka stuff and uh, quite a bit because uh, there's a lot of interest. Uh, out there on that so where do you where are you on that one what do you think which classes jump out at you uh well actually let's let's actually make a special mention to the ocean globe race sailors they just they stop over in auckland um and what is it like 14 boats or something started i think 11 are still in it or something like that you know sailing around the world in old boats with you know no modern technology Mm, listening Uh, to the cassette player (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I couldn't think of anything worse. Um, but <laughs> but full credit to to those sailors that are doing that round the world race. Look, unfortunately, Auckland has missed out on a lot of stopovers with um, the Volvo in the last few years, mm. uh, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. Um, but in the world of offshore racing, I need to do a plug for the Akaranas Auckland Numia race. Uh, yes. This year, 25th of March, it starts. I actually put a cheeky comment on Wild Things post. They did a calendar of ah, events. So I suggest I that, yeah. they, that they should do the Auckland New Mia. Um, The Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron is running the Three Kings race. I don't know. Do you guys know about the Three Kings Islands at the top of New Zealand? Yeah, it's a pretty oh, cool. Oh, that's the long race. That's a 500-miler. Uh, yeah, 500-mile race. Um, that's yep. in April uh, that they're doing yep. that one. That's on the um, radar, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a really good race. It was it was run in two thousand and thirteen, and then obviously a bit of a break, uh, and then Squadron picked it up and ran it again uh, two years ago, and they're going to do it again this year, which is great. Offshore racing, offshore racing's probably been a little bit on the decline over the last few years. Um, so it's really important for the clubs that do run it, the you know, to work really hard to promote it and get the entries in and get a 
back to its heyday. I don't think we'll ever see 180 boats on a start line racing to Fiji like we did in the 70s. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, if we can get 25 boats racing in an offshore race that leaves the country and 1,000 miles into a tropical sunset, you know, it's not a bad. One, one of the things that the Kiwis are pretty good at is the double-handed stuff. <clears throat> yes, yes, definitely shout out to the Shorthanded Sailing Association of New Zealand, completely run by volunteers. They nail the shorthanded racing. Yeah. So put it this way, around North Island race, which, you, I mean, it's a, it's two weeks that you've kind of got to take out of your life to do it, yep. but you've also got about a year of planning uh, ahead of that. And they've actually, when they open entries, like they sell out in minutes. Wow. You've actually got to go on a waiting list if yep. you want, you know, if you've not sat there like trying to buy your big day out tickets. Is that still a thing, big day out? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Um, but trying to buy your festival or your Taylor Swift tickets, the lottery for your Taylor Swift tickets. It's um it's like that with entering a Sands race. You know, and their and their triple series that they do in the winter, yeah. 180-something boats mm. on the start line for a horrendous winter sailing in New Zealand and they can't get enough of it. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so but based on those comments, Sue Ellen, the the fact that offshore sailing is declining from a fully crew perspective, but increasing from a double is that basically just telling the world something that we just don't want to admit? I think so. <laughs> you need to go shorthanded. Yeah. I mean when you see, you know, TP fifty twos getting raced shorthanded, mm. it's like what on earth? You guys are nuts. nuts yeah. And then you've got your pieties, uh yeah. that are racing two-handed. You know, they, they've cracked a beer before the start gun has even gone. So you've got one extreme to the other. It's, <laughs> it's actually really cool to watch. It's, it's, to be fair, this is going to sound a bit sloppy, but it's it's a privilege <clears throat> to be able to showcase that kind of racing because mm. they're just full fizzers. I love it. Love yeah. it. Actually, yeah, absolutely. Well, you, you're in. I've got a question that you will be impartial. You can provide the uh, the decision for us. One of my mates, idiot mates, rabbits on about the Adelaide to Lincoln being the, the, the greatest blue water event in Australia. And, you know, another That's one... not me, by the way. Yeah, and another one mentions the Brisbane <laughs> to Gladstone uh, as being much more important. Uh, I, I just wonder where you stand on which one's the more important uh, sailing event uh, for the, the calendar. In Australia or New Zealand? Just in Australia. Just uh, uh, yeah. So you're an outsider now. You, you're enough removed where you can't get in trouble. No Australian can hit you with their thong. <laughs> Gentle, excuse me. Um, ooh. You know what? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with the. Uh, it's not to Keppel anymore, but the Brisbane to Hamilton Island. It used to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well done. Well done, Sue Ellen. I think that's so cool. <laughs> Only because I was in I was involved with getting that Pice race. Is just falling off, off his is just falling off his chair. No, no. I thought you were gonna go for the Grafton Classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, the bridge to bridge. The bridge to bridge. <laughs> the Harwood Bridge to the Clarence River Bridge. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Look. My dad, oh. my dad, just going back to that crazy, crazy character, uh, my dad built a, in our backyard in Grafton, a Granger Raider cat. Oh, yeah. With yeah, yeah Granger. Cool. Very cool. And I, look, I mean, let's just, it's a story and it's history. Let's just pretend. But he set a record uh, in that race. I can't remember what it was, but I believe that it was one of the longest standing records from, uh, for the bridge to bridge, from the 
Harwood Bridge to the Clarence River, for, well, the Grafton Bridge. What are we and, talking distance-wise? Uh, a long way. It took, put it this way, it took 11 hours when oh. we did it in a flying 11. Oof, oh. So, Scotty Babbage, Tina Babbage, myself, um, another guy, Jacob, we actually did the race in our Flying 11s because, you know, that's what you do as teenagers. And uh, we did the race in something like, I think it was between 11 and 12 hours it took us to do that race. Wow. Wow. That's when kids kids were kids, just one bottle of water, a couple of lolly snakes, all good. These days you got to take everything and... Pack a pack lunch Safe, and safety oh, gear man. and got everything. What, what, what were you guys pimping the other day? Your your um your Nutrix. What is it? Radix. Oh, oh yeah, you got to have got to have a full Radix program running these days. <laughs> 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 got to have electrolytes. Oh, there goes my alarm. Another banana needed. All good. <laughs> hey, no bananas on boats. Come on now, Jesus. Blasphemy. So, <laughs> what was the record that your father? How quick did your father do it? If you did eleven hours in the. Uh, in the, I think uh, they did it in something it. stupid, like two and a half, minutes. Three, three hours or something, like twenty, you know, something stupid. I can't remember, so let's just make it up. Yeah, twenty-seven minutes, two hours. <laughs> well, um, the the bridge um, at All Clarence right, so now. There's a lot more room to get masts under that bridge these days. It's a much taller uh, bridge, so you know you can uh, say it's much less water. No, no, there's, it's a lifting bridge. <laughs> oh no, it's. No, no, she's a giant, huge, tall bridge now. The bridge at uh, at Clarence is like it's it's gone. The it's, old bridge. Yeah, yeah. You could sail. You could sail a a, a cruise liner under the thing these days. She's, she's. I need to go back and visit my hometown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you had to get a run up in the Volkswagen combi to get over it. You know, like. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, if that didn't work, you had to go up in reverse. <laughs> So shout out for the original Brisbane to Keppel, which is now your Brisbane to Hamilton. But yeah, shout out as well for the bridge to bridge classic. Yeah, I I think there's a bit of yacht club bias just came into that one. Just (laughs) (laughs) I think picked up on that one. I know where my bread's still very local. (laughs) Sounds very local. Well played. Well played. Um, I'm interested. One of the things that uh, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, we talked about some uh, controversy in. Barker Adi, we sort of we avoid trying to do controversial subjects, uh, even though when we do do them, the ratings skyrocket. How do you feel like, you know, from a uh, hosting your website and talking about sailing? You know, do, do you have a policy on that? Like, is it all positive and rainbows and you know LSD and and that sort of stuff? <laughs> Unicorns. Unicorns. Yeah. Look. To be fair, we made a decision, and when I say we, Live Sail Die, I'm very lucky and very fortunate to have some um, really good partners um, on the team, and we made the decision that we were going to focus on all the great parts of the sport. We're going to promote sailing in a positive manner, and we're going to leave the clickbait crap to everyone else because it, for us, you know, the news in the world is just full of horrible stuff all the time, so why do we want to add to that? You know, and sailing is something that we all do. Most of us all do it because it's our passion and, you know, it's what we do on the weekends. It's what we do after work. You know, we're not all pros. So, you know, why do you want to bag a sport that actually gives you so much? You know, and for me, it's my livelihood and I love the sport. You know, sure, there's things about sailing that grind my gears, but at the end of the day, it has provided me with a life that I don't think would be possible if I tried to do anything else. So... I respect the sport in that manner. 
we we had um we mentioned or we gave a bit of a plug to uh, what they calling it the bang the bar um our mates down in victoria were doing this event during the hobart where they um you know are reaching course between two yacht clubs um and they wait you know four day window and just go when they got the perfect conditions um and we love that because it's something new, right? Like, so Barker 80, we're more than happy to embrace that. Um, with the prospect of all the sailing has become really sort of focused on youth uh, developing for the Olympics, you know, the performance part. What do you think about sort of different sort of types of regattas or regattas doing different sort of sailing and different sort of events, you know, like fun stuff? Would you do that in an Ilka, for example? Like, I'm interested. Oh, I'm all for that. And it's funny that you mentioned that because it was just the other day I was saying, I was talking on the phone and I'm like, we all need to, like us sort of key players in New Zealand, we need to get our heads together and actually see what we can do to mix things up and actually change how we do racing. And, you know, You've got your passionate sales that go out on every Wednesday night, go around the same yellow marks, go back to the bar, have a yarn, pack up, go home. But at some point it's like when does that become too monotonous? Like when do you want to start trying to mix that up? And so we were honestly a big discussion about how can we actually change sailing without changing sailing. Bossy, sounds like she wants one of our red Bar karate make sailing great again hats. <laughs> I would I would wear it with pride. Making sailing great. Have you observed based on that, have you observed anything internationally that does do that or has kind of ruptured the the model, so to speak? Not not yet. I think I think there's still a lot of work to do to get away from doing, you know, your old trapezoids, windward lords, Olympic triangles, uh, harbour races. Mm. I think I think there is definitely some work to do. How we change it and how we make it more exciting, I don't know. Maybe go back to, you know, your Mark Foy starts or maybe, you know, RQ mm. does that with the WAGs racing. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I don't even know what it would look like. I think you just need to get a bunch of people in a room and throw ideas around and see what we can do to actually. Changing some some of the most more exciting, even some of the most um, more famous yachties around. When they think back, well, more older generation now. When they think back of their greatest memories as youth, it was literally the couple of boys were chucked out in front of the uh, yacht club going back and forth, they come in, they have a barbecue, like it's that social element think, added to I it. Think, I think oh. the sausage I think the sausage sanger and onions make play a big part in this. Yes. And I you've just you've just ignited a memory. Okay. Bellingen River Sailing Club, I'm talking circa 1994, 95. Uh and we actually had a regatta that we called Mylar Girl Dacron Boy. And, a, <laughs> and the trophy, the trophy was this little bit of uh two by four piece of pine wood with two troll dolls stuck on top dressed as sailors and just written you know mylar girl dacron boy and it was a pursuit race that we did in the in the manly juniors and uh, the flying 11s where you had to sail around that mark but then you had to swim to the next mark then you had to eat a chili and then you had to scull <laughs> some milk and then you had to get back in the boat and, try and not vomit <laughs> Um, and it was hilarious. It was so much fun. Oh, gosh, I remember that. 
So, so what, what is good about that is that, you know, if you think of it from a coaching perspective, it, you're creating fun, but the whole time they're doing that, the, the boat handling skills are being developed, you know. You don't have to race seriously to develop your skills. you just got to sail, you know, like and, – and Yeah, putting bum yourself, on the gunnel that's type it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. We so, did that. Um, we did something similar a couple – a few years ago. I think it was maybe 2019 uh, at Cowow Island. You guys know Cowow Island, mm-hmm. right? The Cowow Boating Club, quite an iconic location in New Zealand. And, um, and we – the the M class, the classic M class that I was sailing back then, the boats all got went up to went up to Cowell and we did just like a, a regatta. And I say that term very loosely. Uh, loosely. We literally <laughs> raced around anchored boats, fired cannons and caused all kinds of issues. But mm. that's okay. Mm. But we had uh, on one of the days it was um some of the wives of the guys that were up there, they created this race for us and it was quite similar where we had to swim out to the boats, jump in the boats, sail around some anchored um, boats that are enjoying their beautiful relaxing weekend, sail over to another beach. Um, You know, there was a bunch of cups down. You had to pick up a cup and whatever was underneath it, you had to eat it. I think I actually had a cockroach or something like that. But um, (laughs) guys, you know, just okay with pepper. You know, then sail to Mansion House Bay uh, and you had to scull a beer and then you had to – hold the top of a broom and run around it 10 times. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, look, I mean, you could probably make a world championship just out of that, to be fair. You could. You could. <laughs> I do like it. World, <laughs> world cockroach eating. Well, I, we, touched, we, hang, the, we touched on. Uh, the Kiwis that do well in that. Yeah. We, tu- we touched on uh, shorthanded sailing a second a second ago. One of the things that's happening now, which is really big in uh, the in the UK, is uh, two really short sort of races in the on a Saturday. Then you head to a club. Uh, which might be hosting the event. So, you know, it's the social side of it that people are screaming for as well, not so much the, uh, you know, let's get out there and uh, win a gold medal. I mean, yeah, okay, that's part of it. But uh, the social side of it is is really, really the fo- should be the focus as well. I think that's one thing that Australia, oh, God, please, any Kiwis listening, just just bear with me here. One thing that Australia does really well is the socialing, the socialising after sailing because the majority of keelboat clubs have got marinas right attached to them right there. Mm. Whereas, mm. you know, um, over here there's not many clubs that actually have a marina as part of the club. So, you know, like West Haven, for example, you know, there's three yacht clubs there, but by the time you've got your boat back and you've had a beer on your boat, it's another you know, you've got to get in the car, drive to the yacht club or drive right around the other side or what have you to get back to the yacht club, you know, for that socialising. So I think I think we do need to make more of an effort as sailors that if you are racing a keel boat and, you know, your boat is berthed right along the other side, just remember that, you know, people are put on your race. So jump in your car and go around and support the yacht club and get that social side going again. Mm. <coughs> cool. like it. I hope that's fair to say. No, that's Absolutely. good. It's good. Uh, but I remember, you know, like after our Wednesday, you know, your WAGs racing and your Friday Twilight racing that we did at RQ, you know, the bar was packed. Oh, it, it, well, it the is. Wednesday, the Twilight stuff, yeah. like out of control. Saturdays, you, you see it here, and I don't think any yacht club in the world is the opposite, but the weekend stuff is everyone's got way less time. But yeah. for whatever, everyone has more time during the week. So, yeah. On a, of an evening because you can step on the boat at five, you're back at the, you know, having a beer at 7.30 type thing. So, Well, weekends are now for family time, isn't it? 
Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm going fishing actually this weekend. <laughs> Away from the family. I've, I've missed the memo. <laughs> um, all right, so, so well, and we're sort of running out of time here. We're, we're right down to the end of it. I, I do have to ask just, you know, and you can not answer if you don't want, but do you have like a favourite boat class? Do you have a favourite event? Good one. You know, that you like the most? Oh, God, you're really asking hard questions now. Well, I mean, it's not really. It's the 505. Um, and <laughs> Possibly the rainbow. Um, or the rainbow would have gone well in the bridge to bridge for sure. <laughs> yes. Can is, admit it. It's the is, it okay, is it okay <laughs> if, I, if I actually sit on the fence and say I actually genuinely love all kinds of racing? Yeah, no, that's fine. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, you know... All of the, <laughs> all this fancy foiling stuff that's going around now. You know, you know. Do I do I love the AC seventy fives? Do I love the AC forties? Do I love the F fifties? You know what? They're cool, mm. but it's it's a different kind of sailing. Mm. Yeah, I'm very much a traditionalist when it comes to sailing. You know, it's it's about reading the water. It's not about you know, how many buttons you can push. You know, mm. it's it's your sail trim. It's not who's talking in your ear. You know, it's – I love traditional sailing. Mm. Like, I mean, I'm someone that will sit and watch that um, uh, Johnny Bertram's, you know, documentary on Netflix, you know, about the old school America's Cup racing. Mm. You know, the I just – The untold story. Untold, yeah. You know, it's I think that's – never been told. <laughs> <laughs> like told a billion times. Um, but I think, you know, I got into sailing because it was – I could get out there on my own, in my sabo, on the river, and it was just me and I had to figure stuff out myself. Mm. And I think that's the part of sailing that I really love is that it's up to you and you've got to figure it out. Mm. Very cool. Okay, but I really love the laser class. We've already talked about that. Sorry, <laughs> I really like edge mills. I love M class. I love the Zephyrs. I love the Manly Junior. Sailing that as a kid growing up, that was just some of the coolest days ever. Love the Flying Eleven. And uh, love the bridge to bridge. And I actually really do love the Hobart. A little bit of a shout out to the Hobart finish. Edge of my seat. Sailing in slow motion like I've never seen before. And I loved it. Oh, <laughs> yes. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> but, but I just have to say, though, I think the race to the finish between URM and Alive, that yeah. was a lot of people. Ultimate. A lot of people, a lot of people sort of with the, you know, that aren't in the sailing scene go, oh, geez, I love watching the finish. I said, you didn't even watch the finish. You know, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, yes, the, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. I said, no, no. The URM and a live finish, I think, was brilliant because you actually saw the results change with about three, four minutes to go. Yeah. They had three or four minutes to the finish line, and boom, the IRC results overall changed. And yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, it's, a, it's a it's a glue to the tracker as we were glued to the tracker. It's it's <laughs> actually know, a bit of a sore point my... of mine. It's a bit of a sore point of mine. The uh, the miss um, uh, what's the word? The, the sort of how the Tattersall's Cup actually goes under, under, under the radar in more in standard uh, media. You know, it's uh, it's it just gets me. I think it's the most important part of the whole bloody race. We we know that. Yeah. Well, it's a yeah. sore part of mine. I had my money on URM, so <laughs> I lost about four hundred bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I two dollars eighty. By the way, we do not condone betting. I actually um, rang the imagine 80s. what else you could be spending that money on. And it's I great to see that there was some, you know, there was some pretty solid Kiwi names on those winning boats. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. It's true. It's 100% true. 
All right, so Alan, absolute pleasure to hang out. I think yes. we should do a yearly update with you. Like, it's a lot of fun chatting to you. Definitely. Um, I think last time was in the bar at the CYCA. Cruising uh, Yacht Club I of Australia. It was. Correct. All three of us were there together. Yeah. Before a Hobart. Oh. That's right. I was over yeah. there before a Hobart. Yeah. yeah. That was 2019. Okay. Pre-COVID, oh, well, that one. We might Great make year. it a little bit more earlier. Um, but, yeah, a ton of fun catching up and really appreciate uh, you taking the time to chat to us. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. And, uh, yeah, you do great work. There you go. Uh, so do oh, you. Thanks, so do Will. You. Well, Let's pat each other on the back. I love it. High fives. High fives. <laughs> high five, everyone. Ah, poke myself in the eye. <laughs> oh, a bit of sepo bullshit. The West Indians introduced to the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, cut, worry, we'll cut that bit. <laughs> Stay on subject, BP. Never. <laughs> Beauty. Given I am the honorary Kiwi, you are. I'll come out <laughs> of this one. Um, uh, good chat, doing good stuff. We, uh, I'm, I definitely know I'm on her website or on the Live Sail Die website quite often, just checking things out. And I'll let you in on a little secret. Hot time with Bice. It's all Live Sail Die. No plagiarism here. <laughs> Not at all. No, um, no. but just a couple of comments, actually, on a few of those things, you know, about kids in the sport, you know, just bringing people around. I've got a proposal. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we haven't had one yet. Um, we should move all the Bunnings in Australia down to the waterfront. Oh. And you run your racing out of that. Sausage. Sausage chisels. Prepared sausage chisel. Sausage chisel oh. and garden hoses. And everyone oh, have- comes in. It's un-Australian to walk past. Uh, this is what I'd say to my wife. Mm. It's un-Australian to go to Bunnings and not have a sausage. Mm. So imagine that. It's on the beach, sausage sizzle, boats are sailing. Mm-hmm. You're standing there having sausage, learning about sailing. That's how you get people into the sport. Mm. So it's, pop, pop, I mean, every. Pop down for a uh, new hose fitting, walk out with an optic. Mm. There you go. Mm. Mm. It's get your jip rock for your soundproofing, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, And actually, I was thinking, you know, that bringing the kids into the sport and stuff and weekends are for family time and all those sorts of things. I might write to uh, Nintendo, who came up with the Mario Kart, which kids are just obsessed with gaming. We actually bring bring in a boat. You can choose an Opti. So they can choose their boat virtually first. Next thing, you might give them a bit of stimulation. Get out there. Who knows? Mm, love it. Love it. Mm. I like I, I like the way the ideas flow on the show. The ideas flow. So, speaking of ideas, um, we've been banging on about Radix for quite some time now, um, and but you're actually doing it, BP. I saw a photo you posted the other day. Nailed it. You took Nailed over it. the well, Barkerati page well, with about yeah. a thousand packets of Radix on your yeah, the new packaging. kitchen table. The new packaging. Are you it's like out. the? Uh, are it's you out. like the new? What's what's our word for it? The new um, Radix ambassador. No, that's definitely not it. Um, Ram <laughs> Rambassadors. Slam me down. What do we call Rob Greenhouse? The test oh, pilot. The, the test, 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 test rig. Test rig. Testing rig. The, You're the new test rig. Well, you know, I thought you were doing. I <laughs> thought you were doing the test rig. I yeah. thought you were doing a uh, you were doing a Radix test this month. Yeah, am, but I, I turn an eight hundred calorie meal into an eight thousand calorie meal by dropping Quiet a lump of brisket into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what it's there for. Anyway, so no, the new packaging is out. It's smaller, um, same same size food, but it's smaller and more dense, less water. It's 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 working out well for, uh, for, that's for good yachting. For 
it's good for that sort of thing. Mm. We, we talked about this uh, a little while ago. So yeah, that all comes into the equation. Not specifically space. for high-performance stuff. Yeah, for sure. No, so. It's good. So the V9 range is out, and, oh, and I'm giving it, giving it a crack. Good on you. So, um, and for our listeners who want to give the Radix Nutrition a crack, obviously go to their website. Um, and when you do purchase some, you can put uh, Barcarati into the, uh, the discount code and you'll get a discount on us. So Radix Nutrition, um, give it a go. It's fantastic. V9 is out. BP's all over it. I love it. I love it. It's very mm. cool. Um, we'll roll into other news. Um, Club events, boys. BP, this one's going to be one you're interested in, and and we. Oh, I'd be in BP's wheelhouse. It's just uh, this is me. I'm loving it. The the really bay of, of while we're doing the New Zealand thing, the Bay of Ireland Sailing Week, twenty four to twenty six Jan, biggest event of its kind in New Zealand. Have you A multi day. Any of you guys done this? No, multi day sailing. Perfavore. Primarily for keelboats, trailer yachts, and multi holes. It's like um. It's like hammo, basically. It's like hammo. It's yeah. like hammo. But, uh, yeah, I head over on Sunday. Um, it's actually a family affair. I'm taking the wife and kids. We're going to stay up in uh, in Russell. And, uh, yep, we're oh. doing the Bay of Islands Race Week. So very excited. Um, I'm doing it on, on the Far X too. So, wow. Um, yeah, look, we've, uh, we've entered into the uh, island. The biggest fleet is the islands um, class, around the islands class. Yep. Uh, I think there's about 45 boats in that. In that particular class, um, so am super excited. We'll have a bit of a bit of a rundown of it. To, oh, next mate! Week, if you don't record something live from the rail, I actually no, that's not a challenge because I know it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So for those that follow the Facebook page, you're going to be seeing some live stuff coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a lot of new th- uh, little ideas coming out uh, over the next couple of weeks, in particular with uh, with all that stuff. But the you know the racing starts on the uh, on the on the next week uh, Wednesday. There's a practice race on the Tuesday. Um, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's a bit shorter than than in the yep. past, but uh, that's 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 fine. Cool. Um, yeah, Good. looking forward to it. So finishing on the 26th January, which is, of course, Australia Day. So obviously... It is Australia Day. Yeah, yeah. So um, will it be live on New Zealand TV? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Australia Day. (laughs) (laughs) I think KO's picked it up. (laughs) Well, it'll be be live somewhere. It'll be live (laughs) on Barkarati Socials. I love it. (laughs) Or standing on the beach in Russell. (laughs) Well, anyway, all the competitors have a great regatta. Um, Should be a ton of fun. BP will be there, so look out for him uh, and make sure you... Mike Moose Sanderson is going up, so it'll be good to catch up with him. He's sailing his cherub? No, he's sailing uh, rehab. I think it's a shore nine. It's a big cherub. Basically, <laughs> got the kids on. The love so, continues. So going straight back to our discussion with Sue Ellen, he's uh, you know people like uh, people like Moose are coming back into the into this type of sailing, bringing yeah. the kids up, and so it's a yep, it's handing the love down. Yep, no, it's good. Cool. Mm. Um, and also during our little chat with Sue Ellen, we uh, mentioned the Ilka Worlds. Uh, they start this week, so uh, Adelaide Sailing Club or Radelaide Sailing Club, if you're looking up online. Um, that's with the capital R, capital R, Radelaide. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully everyone survives and not not too many people get eaten by sharks. But you know, like Adelaide oh. is fantastic sailing. It so is. only one uh, year. There was um, so <laughs> literally at time of listening, mm-hmm. they would have probably just starting to hook into it. Mm. 
um, and people are coming to town. And I saw all the all the world's boats laid out on the front on the grass in front of the yacht club sailing club yesterday. Given I was now, fellas, you know, along the West Beach Caravan Park area, they have this thing called Mega Climb. Oh, yep, yeah. that big yep. bloody struck. Yep. Anyway, my kids made me go to it yesterday. Oh no, fucking hell! <laughs> oh, mate, <laughs> you know you got to put on a bit of a brave face yeah. when your kids are just crawling around and you're like a bloody monkey, just climbing up this thing. And you got to and finally you make your way to the very top, yeah. four or five stories up, yeah. and you've got to jump off. And it has this retractable line thing. And I was looking out. Few lasers out like classic Adelaide sea breeze day. Oh, nice, good nice. twenty to twenty five at your well, five stories. Good twenty five, five stories up, almost getting blown off of this bloody structure thing. Yeah. I'm absolutely shitting myself. Um, but wouldn't it be fantastic? I mean, if it was like that, if normal. it was like yeah, that yeah. for those competitors, yeah. for the work, classic. Adelaide Sea Breeze summer yeah. day. No, no, I've got that would be I, I pictured unreal. It, I'm picturing it now when my days of windsurfing those days yeah. were just, you know, yeah. low, low tide, clean, so, blue so the, water. Mm. Mm. I was just looking at the weather map for Adelaide. Actually, and there's a few blue blue sky days coming up, so it could be solid sea breezes. And for the offshore overseas listeners, uh, southern part of Australia, Adelaide uh, in South Australia, um, the weight of the wind down there, like a, a 20 knots in Adelaide is a whole lot different oh, to 20 knots 4. up 8 here in kilogram per knot. 4.8 yeah. kilogram per knot. Yeah. It's a velocity thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's just the denser air down south. Dense, dense air, yeah. yeah. Was yeah. actually mentioned by one Frank Bethwaite in High Performance Sailing, I believe. Oh, was it? Uh, well, yeah. well that, I know. And, that, and, that and the doctor. So the all, sea breezes in Adelaide and the doctor. I remember when I moved up to Queensland from Adelaide and uh, all my um, – Big wind sailing gear, you know, my windsurfing gear that I haven't ever unrolled anything less than my bigger sails, you know. It's just the yeah. weight of the wind here is completely different. So, so for the laser sailors, um, you'll be hiking. You'll be right on your tippy toes hiking on that little strap. Um, so a lot of pain yeah. coming your way. Uh, other worlds is the IQ4s, which we also mentioned. So their world champs kick off Australia Day, 26th through the 3rd. So good luck to everyone competing in them. Um, I think the F18s... Nationals are starting this week, uh, 505 yes. Nationals um, in Jarvis Bay in New South Wales, which is one of the most beautiful parts of the world. It is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, remember we did the international canoe uh, discussion and uh, our, our mate, one of our mates there was the Commodore at Jarvis Bay, so uh, there might be a bit of international canoe sailing going on. I know there's a bit of building going on in their, on their uh, pages. So good luck to all those people that have finally graduated and made it to the ultimate class, the 505s, um, in their nationals, because uh, they got a world's coming up soon in, in Radelaide. There we oh, go. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, Henley and Adelaide. Mm. I don't know if you guys have seen this uh, just on club events, uh, Sunburst Nationals in uh, in Wellington, starting mm. on the 26th as well. Rigged. <laughs> Rigged. <laughs> Rigged. <laughs> I, I now did, you look at the names. I did see that up for such an event. Yeah. It's bloody rigged. These pro yachties, I tell you, no, they're just they're taking over. Right? The, the whiz bangers there. The whiz bangers there. We got daughter Pearl. Yep, the Beavers yeah, family. Got Scotty Beavers. Got Lockie, mate. It's Lockie like a the Ginger of the Year award goes to Lockie every year. <laughs> <laughs> if he goes well, he could find himself as part of the Ginger Challenge. You know, well, he, he he could. He's one of those underrated Gingers. Actually, he's actually we have mm. overlooked him, haven't we? Better get him. Um, in 
But yeah, I saw some uh, actually from Daryl Wislang's Facebook. Um, he had Pearl in the loft the other day. Looks as though he's chucking a new set of rags on. Oh, Just on, got bro. some graphics go on, going on on the shoot and stuff. So hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not allowed new sales on a sunburst. Like, they've got to be at least 20 years old. That's... Yeah, I told you. Mate, it's bloody rigged, these bastards. It's gone bad. It's gone bad. Pro yachting is going to ruin the class. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got a little story about No, good luck. Good luck to everyone. Well, um, we'll be keeping it. Close eye on it all. Am I allowed to tell a little Lockie Hibbard story? Just a quick one? Yeah, because everyone knows him. Yep. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's a beauty. Uh, he he rocked up in Telefonica first day, and uh, you know, young green as uh, sailmaker, and uh, we all go down to the boat, and we get on, and we walk through, and we're having a look, and this is getting built in King King Marine, and he's walked down below, and he's decided to walk from the back of the boat to the front inside, but they just laid the wet paint inside, oh. and he's walked through the entire <laughs> car- carbon boat with white footprints, <laughs> red air, white feet. You know what they say. <laughs> oh my God! First day on the job, you should have seen him. Anyway, I just had to, I had to say that. <laughs> love you, right. Lucky. Yep. No, all good. Moving on, boys. Uh, listener of the week. We love all the messages and stuff we get, and we do get quite a few these days. It's uh, it is quite uh, daunting at times, but uh, very it grateful is. for them all. A little bit of uh, fun banter coming through. I, I think um, we got. Uh, a bit of brisket uh, attention coming up, boss. Everyone's just taking the piss this week. Uh, Mate, there's more than that in the uh, globe round the uh, – what's that other race around the world called? Single-handed globe something. Oh, We've got another one coming in. Yeah, that's yes. right. He's heard. He's heard. Yeah, Andrew Stanley uh, sent the, the – it's the tracking tracking him into you, mate. So Yeah, that's right. Um, so. Then um, we got Mike K sending in baby photos of you, Bicey. Yeah, yeah that, uh, Pickle, Pickles, Michael Kammerman. Um, Nicky Bice. Nicky Bice, crewed, <laughs> crewed by Nicky Bice. <laughs> You're a cute little thing, weren't you? Oh, you look a lot like Tobes. Never, well, no money spent on DNA tests in your world, mate. Pickles. Well, funny that because I did break it out and just show the family all those photos that Pickle sent through, yeah. um, who was my skipper in Holdfast Trainers, by the way. Mm. When I was a young fella. So, um, but there's every single way that you could spell Nikki. And just to add to the story, for whatever reason, my name was Nikki Bias at the Yacht Club. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I remember one night, Friday night dinner, and someone on the loudspeaker, Nikki Bias, your meal is ready. My name is not Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I could just imagine it. Good on you. <laughs> I uh, did that. Should have a little chuckle, private little chuckle when Nicky buys. There he is. No, it was a bit bloody, a bit of um, nostalgic. Of nostalgia. Yeah, that's Come the word you were digging for. That's the word you were digging for. Exactly when yeah, Pickles sent that through. So. Yeah, that yeah, was nice. Sh- it was some nice ones. Nice ones. Another, another nice one was our mate Jan Shelton Clogs, um, yes. who is, you know, part of the industry, contender sailcloth. Hi, team. You'll be pleased to know our plotting, cutting team has your podcast on high volume right now instead of music. Emma, Skipper's Shore and Partners in the 18 Skiff, and Ant just did the Hobart on Pretty Woman. Here they are cutting the ZZ Ultra Dyneema radial laminate for a large cat, and the other table's cutting a spinnaker. So uh, a big shout-out to... Sounds the- like an advertiser. Yeah, it, it, it does. We don't get money for <laughs> this. We're not getting we? any money for it, but... I do, you know, obviously uh, we... Yeah, Shelton contender sailcloth. Yeah, well, yeah, next time we get some sales, we'll get a benefit. Um, but, no, 
just wanted to say good day because obviously there's a bit of passion from the team uh, listening, and we yeah. appreciate everyone listening in. And you know, if it's in the workplace, then that just makes us even happier um, because people smiling at work. And Clog says, "P.S. I'm heading back over to Adelaide again on the 31st yeah. for the Ilka Master World." So Clogs has He's been the hay doing, plane guru. The hay plane guru. They're naming a. They'd name a corner after him if there was a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Clogsy bend <laughs> For those uh, who don't know The hay plane It's a 300 is, kilometre bend It's just one big long flat piece of Straight. road well, I'll tell you what we'll let, Clogs, we'll, we'll let Clogs drive it about three or four more times Then we'll get him on to explain it's Exactly just, what the hay plane oh, is about In oh, detail yeah. Every every millimetre It'd be a yeah. riveting story You reckon you've driven in isolation won't you? Everyone thinks the Nullarbor's a long one but yeah, Maybe the hay plane won't be a good story But I'll tell you what Clogs' story is, so we look forward to getting him on. Um, Of course, keep sending him in because at each end of each month we pick the Vicobi Listener of the Month and our mates at Vicobi doing a fantastic job. Um, I think we might as well even roll into that, boys. Um, Let me actually, not stepping on your toes, so hang on. It's hot time with Bice. I was going to throw a rumour out there, but it, it's now confirmed as fact, and it, but it's hot time with Bice, so I'll, I'll let you take the lead. I don't really want to step on your toes. Do you know what I'm referring to, Mr Bice? No, that's negative. Okay. Uh, for those who watch the 18-foot skiffs... Um, uh, oh, I know where you're going. There's yeah, a right boat there that's been oh. doing really, really, really well. Um, new team to the class, and the, your name here is the name of the boat because they haven't got a sponsor. That has changed. The rumour was flying through the week. I was getting some insights. Sent a note to uh, the owners of Vicobi who are giving $200 gift vouchers to listeners of the month here on Bar Karate. So rather than taking the money from Vicobi and giving it to us, we've given it to you. Because, um, you know, business model, all right? around good, good guys. <laughs> and they're stepping up to sponsor for the rest of the season. Yeah. The Vicobi 18-foot skiff is underway. Oh, hey? Well done. Yeah. Big shout out to Pat and his team, yeah, number absolutely. one. And, of course, the team that will be leading the Vicobi 18-foot skiff to uh, – and to Drawing Sailing Club team. Yeah, yeah, so that's Kirk Mitchell uh, on the helm, Andrew Stevenson on sheet, and then young Daniel Barnett on the bow. So Barnett, Barney, he had, he had yeah. no choice of being a uh, um, an eighteen sailor. Like it's, none of them. Third did, generation. All, all three of them are, are massive eighteen uh, gift families. Yeah, I thought yeah. Kirk and Andrew are uh, cherub boys. Actually, well, they are cherub, but they're yeah. uh, they're actually uh, big, big Drummond Sailing Club uh, family. Yeah, All of them. Yeah, but yeah. um, and just whilst I've got, I'm t- taking over your segment, boys. Apologies yeah. uh, for those watching. The 18 champs, Australian champs, go on. The way they're doing it is, it's just their regular weekend racing, but it counts uh, as the Australian champs and as the lead into the JJ. So, if you are watching, you want to watch it. It is streaming. It, do not for all the scams out there. The, we're inundated with oh, scams. I don't know yeah. what's going on here. Yeah, um, it is free. You don't have to pay anything. You can just go to YouTube or just go to the eighteen Skiff TV. Um, well, probably um, the Facebook scams. They're worth a mention in regards to listener of the week because oh, we get absolutely. a lot of emails <laughs> lot of from them. <laughs> Your Facebook page is about to get shut down. 
how many times are we getting shut down? Well, we're getting shut down a lot. Um, and I mean, given that I have a few side pages, mm. um, namely bikes, beers, and barbecues, she hasn't seen much activity for a while. <laughs> well, the because beers and barbecues have, not the bikes. The beers and but, barbecues. Uh, <laughs> But um, nah, Facebook is just copying it. Yeah, so. sucks. Sort so of. Be out, careful. Mate. Be careful out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah we so, get, I yeah. think we're just talking to a few people that run. You know, like Facebook's just turned to shit in terms of the amount of scams that are coming through on that page at the moment is just ridiculous. But anyway, mm. moving on. What's moving you got, on. Sonny? So my love affair for the Archeo Team Challenge continues. Oh yes. Um, at time of uh, recording, yep. we just see SVR has just had one. They mm. have damaged the Dagobah case, mm. what I understand. Uh, got water coming in. They've managed to control it and looks as though SVR is heading for Cape Town at this point in time, or at least some lighter air, lighter winds. In the meantime, Charles Cordelier on Gitana just continues to put the hammer down and is literally, he was stalking SVR or Tom, like up until there was a bit of an issue. Mm. Um, and as the breeze increased, it um, put the hammer down even more. And the cool thing about it, and I, I, I mentioned it last week, but I love the tracker and how that works um, and the overlay of the wind. It's probably the best I've seen actually for quite yeah, some time. But the... Um, as the wind increased, Gitana just had a bit of an edge over SVR, but now they're starting to head into the deep dark south. But I love watching the little videos. Uh, you can the the website is English and French, but all the videos are French. <laughs> <laughs> they're quite yeah. the conversationalists, yeah. are we? Yeah, yeah. voila, batu, busy, oil. Just it. pick up on the odd word here and there, yeah. but um. Pretty cool stuff. You, yep, you're expecting any uh, visitors for the brisket, mate? Well, I did send SVR a note. You've done, you've gone a bit early, boys. Yeah. You should have waited a bit longer so you could bring her in and brisket's on. Well, <laughs> Love it. You do have old mate rocking up next couple of days uh, uh, into there for from the um, solo. was solo globe, isn't it? Yeah, potentially Paul Lincoln as yeah, well So at the moment. So yeah, let's yeah, see. Yeah. I, love, um, I love that they've done, you know, like, uh, just on 8,000 nautical miles, and they've got another sort of 17,500 nautical miles to go. So they're about a third of the way through and, you know, just over Mate, a week. The, the cool thing here mm. is you go to bed, maybe I'll look at it once or twice a day. Yeah. But the difference in position yeah, between amazing. once or twice a day yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. So it keeps you uh, on edge. It's a good thing to watch, mm. put it that way. Yeah. Mm. Um, rightio, what else is on? Oh, the Rourke, uh, Transatlantic. Um, last along, week yeah. we saw the first mods come in, just a little mere overnighter, just to whiz across the Atlantic. Little, um, and we're starting to see the mono house. Yeah. Yes. Um, Leopard has uh taken mono hull line honors. Good to and see. And then Warrior has Warrior One just had an absolute blinder. Yeah. They have absolutely nailed this. They'll win it by miles, I'm sure. I mean, there's only a few monohulls finished at time of recording, but um, they'll nail this. They've sold an exceptional race. 
Um, and I was just looking at some of the photos this morning of both Leopard and Warrior One, and you look at actually the Leopard crew, all the like some really good men and ladies on board. So they would have had some fun. Mm. Awesome sailing. Yeah. We yeah, should I mean, do it one beautiful. year. Yeah. Uh, for the R-O-R-C, if you want live Barkerati for, uh, you know, from the transatlantic, I think, you know, we could make it happen. And right. he's been requested several times, but we will get him on the show, Sherlock. Shell. Oh, yes. So um, Skipper off. So off Leopard. So um, that'll be happening in due course. Oh, Shell, if you're listening. Yeah, by the way, that's an invite. Um, let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, Very good. What else I got? Oh, okay. I know earlier in the um, show, talking with Sue Ellen, not to dwell on the negative bits going on in the sport, but definitely worth a mention. Yeah. Controversy. Wow. Taking place in US sailing at the minute. Um, we're, we're getting always... peppered with a lot of informa- not information. Um, well, I did start reading the suit, but kind of fell asleep. <laughs> whilst reading so I didn't bother I thought you'd read it Jordan and just oh, update did. us all oh, but um, <laughs> see how things Jordan. work around here <laughs> but uh, basically there yeah controversy everyone would have heard about it by now US sailing suing is that right suing Correct. Paul Kayard and another uh, uh, yeah Bill Roo, uh, Bill Roo uh, yeah. Joe Josie Spinner uh, and of the most important one there is um America One, Inc. Um, So I guess without dwelling on it too much, basically it's not good either way you look at it. No. Uh, Regardless of who did what, who didn't do what, what's going on, what secrets are out there, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's, um, yeah, a shitter for US sailing in general. Maybe we should share the – we could share the link on the site – so people could have a read, but it is pretty full bore. It is terrible um, scenario. I don't, I don't really. We're not close enough in the American scene to know which is which. But the what you can read in the suit, the what is alleged, is pretty terrible. So um, uh, it's all to do with the time when Ko was running U.S. sailing, and then you know, America One well, was, was pro- a, providing was the, a. F- Funding. Yeah, there was my uh, biggest was question. Funding issue. Funding. funding. My biggest question mm. out of all of this, and just to you know, just go serious for a little bit. Does this mean if you're part of the US sailing team for Olympics coming up this year, and you've got a moustache, you got to shave it off? I think that's exactly. what it was. This is exactly is that what the act, you, is what the go, suit is about? Yeah, no, like I said, down, I didn't. I didn't read it. No, if you but everyone a, was running a moustache for a while. Uh, it's append, Appendix A, Section 3, um, states clearly that um, it's all about the moustache. <laughs> it just had to be pulled and US Sailing couldn't come to terms with the fact that they were all growing moustaches. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, uh, obviously, uh, th- that is the fun element of it and good laugh, but uh, there is quite a bit of stuff going on. One of the interesting ones that I'm really... Uh, you know, it's a breach of contract. The American one, yeah. it's alleged, hasn't paid nine hundred thousand. That's owed under um, a, an agreement where they've been funding for five years. They were supposed to pay was it five million over five, five years million or something like five that. Years, yeah. uh, and then that saying that there's all sorts of interference. But one of the things that I found interesting in there is the 
misappropriation of trade secrets. Yeah, I mean, this is this is just. I mean, this without getting sort of pointing fingers, this is this is very US, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's weird. Like, I mean, what trade Thank secrets you. does a sailing organisation have? That's right. Um, anyway, it was mentioned. It was mentioned in a couple of messengers. You know, what what trade secrets do they have? Spying on other teams, you know, for photographs, uh, you know, like, come on, really? <laughs> well, don't don't take a position. Um, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. so, but uh, maybe we'll share it. It's not that exciting for me to just read out all the different elements of it, but it is quite a good read if you do uh, jump into it and have a read and see what is going on and what has gone on uh, behind the scenes. But effectively, if I could make a quick summary, basically what it looked like was that what it's alleging is that uh, the people named in the suit tried to roll the management and ownership and all the dollars, get all the dollars for a US Olympic sailing to go across to American One and make that as the de facto a US sailing is effectively what they're alleging. Um, and so the mm. allegations... You should have read it. Yeah, allegations <laughs> saying that, you know, the... These, uh, the found head, the person that was the head of the foundation and KO, the head of US Sailing, told sponsors to not give the money to US Sailing. To, it should be over here for um, into American one. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm reading from the suit, so I'm good. Um, and yeah, so there's quite a bit going on. But from a, a sport perspective, absolute disaster. Um, agreed, agreed. You know the US. US is sort of was looking like it was coming out. They they had Pagey for a while and then they booted him. Then they had Kayard, they booted him. And oh, there's people Something's sending not us quite notes. Right, is there? Yeah, people sending us all sorts of inside information, alleging, alleging a few different things um, about US sailing. Um, so, and of course, you know, the Etchells thing, you know, it's a, it's a funny old world. The, the joy of sailing, it's not there at the moment is it i don't know people Mate, just sauce, sausage sigil sausage bring back up. the sausage sigil. see that's that's what's happened here mm, i think do they I think do I even I call it a sausage in the u.s bring back the hot dog <laughs> <laughs> bring back the hot dog <laughs> no i think i think it's right boss i think that is the, the problem the sausage sizzle has been sort of forgotten i think they should uh, get on about yeah i mean there's way too much influence going on just bring back the good old simple snag yeah. we'll call it good Yep. Yep. You're welcome, US Thank Sailing. Thank you very much, Just US Sailing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, go to those fun Problem events like we are talking about. We, t- we talk about it a lot, you know. Um, I think I'll be – I'm going to be over there in May, I suspect. Oh, um, I, can just, I can just see it. Just see it there. You on the you on the beach there at some local club cooking up some, some bangers. Well, that's it. I'm, I'm going um, – I'm trying to remember where I'm – but not say where I'm going at the moment. Um, take a take – a, take a, a bucket load of tip-top white loaf bread. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's got to be tip-top. I'll go down to the local club and crack out the barbie and, and just bring back your asylum. Open up the barbie, <laughs> couple of four, beef snags, four, bit, four of lead, or, bit of dead horse. Four litres of rosella. <laughs> <laughs> um, Definitely not salt and sugar reduced. No. Yeah. For, and for, stuff. Because we're trying to help US sailing and for our US listeners, the grill. When we say the barbie, oh, we're talking about yeah, the grill. The grill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll get snags on the on the barbie, and you can put hot dogs on your grill, um, and that should translate roughly and to course, about what we're talking about. Yeah. Of course, the Rosella dead horse is a bit of ketchup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so don't get confused with Rosella dead horse. <laughs> right. 
All right. Okay. I think we're done, boys. Yeah, we're done. Shut it down. Solved all of US sailing issues. Solved all US sailing issues. Yeah, no. She's all good. Great to catch up as per usual. Good chat. Lovely chat. Thanks for listening. When's Remember, Raddick's coming out with a snag. Oh. That's what I want to see. Well, I think it combines well. I'm going over there for this week with uh, staying there. Sell, sell it. So I'll, I'll the Barcarati snag. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> love it. Um, Barcarati, yeah, Barcarati and remember if you got horse, you are buying, uh, getting your Radix from Radix Nutrition, Barcarati into the discount code, and you're away. Um, yeah, that's it. You're done for the week. Uh, and if you want to send us anything, cheers at barcarati.com. And we'll even give you our address to send money. Very good.